watching Prohibition fall down. All right, what's up, DGC? We got some grow talk coming at you. I'm in the original. 2015 DGC Cup shirt, Scotty. You know what's crazy? I was just looking for some recharge shirts and I found a, a couple stashes of those, man, or a stash with a couple of them in there. Yeah, kind of psyched. I'd be, when I'm drinking my cold brew, I'm nervous. I'm like, just be very careful. I haven't kept a white shirt this long. I know it. <laughs> I don't think we have to go with white next time. But how's everybody doing? We're hanging out for Grow Talk today, guys. We got grower questions off dudegrows.com. So everybody can get grower questions up. If we don't get them on the show, there's tons of people in the community, a lot of growers helping growers over there. So get them up, crew. Go over there and search out your own help information. Yeah, I actually just got a care package from Coach Steve. Um, I just got it. Where's the weed? <laughs> just messing around, man. He sent us some radical bags. Thank you for those. The nice ones with the handle. Yes, fabulous radical bags. Yep. It is here. You're always suspecting there might. Oh, that's right. It's still technically, you can't send weed in the States. What Are the handles made out of weed or something? They're green. What, I just grind them up? Do I eat them? We were pretty much just looking through the bag like, all right, check inside of each radical bag just to make sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had Warehouse Kyle was checking. He's checking all the crevasses. All right. Show rundown. We got a dank nug titled Single Gelato Grow by a Welding Fish. Um, Wait, hang on, could that be an underwater welder? They do have those, and that is the coolest fucking thing to watch, man. <laughs> um, a grower question, help me by Oki Grower 918, which is, uh, looks like maybe some russet, russet might shiz, man, like something not good here. No, oh, thanks uh, for just busting out the bad news right in the beginning now. Did you see ADH? D grower um, had a little test. We were talking about UV in the last show and uh, actually uses some UV bulbs, gave us a little information. Uh, pH question with roots and again, organic dry amendments and mother's earth cocoa by Terp Burglar. <laughs> Get ah, AC. The Terp Burglar. I love that. Yo, just to let you know, it makes all sorts of noise when I open and close these on the show. So I couldn't leave it on open. I couldn't leave it just open. Fucking Turk Burglar comes on in, man. Uh-uh, not having it. Uh. Perfect. We got uh, Get OAC by Billy Bong Thornton, 3613, a little bit of grow hack. And last, Tense Cats and Flying Clones by Trim Fingered. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to see what that's all about. Uh, before we do, dudegrows.com forward slash support. DGC produces what's up. Uh, going to dudegrows.com forward slash support takes you on over to Patreon, where we are listener supported. You can see the hookups we do, the newsletter that goes out every month. We just hooked up a newsletter. That's where you get your information on the Best Coast Genetics, hooking up the free beans from Seeds Here Now. Rosenbaum Rocket Giveaway is happening. You can go over to the Patreon there and just make a comment. Rosenbaum Rocket Grower Hookup. Find that post when you're logged in. Just make a comment. You are good to go. I wish we had three of those. We did just give away three HLG 100s on a live stream for the first time over on Patreon. You can see it. Anybody over there can see that. And if you didn't hear, the winners were Nwood Cannabis, Johnny Hash, and Irish Kush 861. Those are the three winners on the HLG 100s. All right. All right. We had, had, the, meme, had the meme contest there, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to review that another day. We had too many winners on that one. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, 30% off recharge, if I didn't say, just to keep going on with some great benefits. And for, I mean, really sit back and know that you're creating this show, help produce it. And that's really the best feeling there is. Okay. Dude, I had a tough day yesterday, man. Had some, <laughs> had some unexpected expected thing, had things happen, rather. I think I told you I was drugged down a hill by a trailer <laughs> unexpectedly. But nothing bad happened, so that's actually bonus. And now I, I just couldn't help but look up and say karma. You know, hopefully that, uh, you know, that the good things that I did have kind of, maybe they helped me yesterday, you know, or that thing. I'm telling you, I missed it by that much, sir. Missed it by that much. But, you know, you have bad things happen to you and good things happen to you. And I had a good thing happen to me just now. I found the seed in the loving in her eyes grease bucket. Come on, that's gonna that's my golden, that's my unicorn right there, dude. What, so does that mean you're gonna plant it? I'm gonna plant like, the shit out of that. I'm gonna hope it's a female. How do you plant female. the shit out of it? 
Uh, I guess I could plant it in shit, uh, plant it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to go nuts with it, man. But I'm just really hopeful that that'll be something extraordinary. Right on, right on. All right, I do believe in the karma. Me too. I have a dank nug titled Single Gelato Grow by a welding fish. Uh, day 51. Hang on, what would you rather be, an underwater welder or a helicopter lineman? Um, whatever I am better at. <laughs> well, you got to have that guy driving a helicopter better be pretty goddamn good, too. Man. Hey, the guy working underwater at those depths, you start to get high just from uh, uh, the changes in pressures and how your lungs are working and everything. It makes you get narcosis yeah, going on. It gets you a little narcosis going. I would rather be which one of my cap friends is. I only have one cap friend, um, but he... Uh, Let's say things uh, we can't take back here, bro. Dude. Volunteers to be on the on the diving like criminal recovery team down in Tampa area. So like when you, somebody murders somebody and they throw their shit into the river or into the lake or into the bay, he tries to go in and find stuff. That would be the last thing I'd like to see <laughs> while I was scuba diving. I know, right? Yeah, I'm definitely... Murky sinkhole. A murky sinkhole with a dead mutilated body in it. That doesn't sound fun. Like, <laughs> let me let me go take tours on like the Great Barrier Reef I think it's, or something. I think like it's that. usually more weapons and whatnot. I told, I told you I was tripping one time and jumped into a giant sinkhole. And when I got out, of course, I didn't have my wallet with my fake ID when I needed it really badly. Two years later, an underwater diver calls me up. Probably was one of those recovery guys. Hey, man, got your wallet. And sure enough, two, <laughs> 90 feet underwater, had these little air bubble divots in it, man. And it was two weeks before I turned 21, so what the fuck? Losing stuff is not good. Somehow I lost my cell phone at the, uh, the, the store the other day, the grocery store. Noticed when I was going back out to a car that had groceries in it, it was almost 100 degrees here. And I almost had a mini panic attack. You didn't have uh, your phone. Well, not only that, real quick, as you say, with the uh, CVP going on, um, <laughs> basically the CVP 14, I still I still have my phone from the States, Scotty, my same plan, you know, a little SIM card in there sure. from Verizon. And if I lose that, the only way to get another one is from Verizon. So it would be a major hookup for me. I'm trying to work on my backups here. Jeez. Mini panic attack. Jeez, man. I didn't like it. I had to reflect on it. I'm like, did you like how you felt when you thought you lost your phone? Luckily, karma, somebody found it, turned it right into customer service, and I was good to go. Dude, I was listening to that book yesterday talking about how addicted people are. said 61% of employed people check their phones in the middle of the night, check their emails. Is that crazy? All right. I don't think I did the narration here for a welding fish. Day 51 of my single gelato grow under a 400 watt HID, 35 gallon fabric bed full of homemade super soil. Nice. And a two by four gorilla grow tent and an AC infinity fan for ventilation. Now, these nugs look great. What I wanted to focus on is showing what you get out of one plant, two by four tent with some training, genetics, and skill. This last, last two pictures, the canopy, Looks fabulous. Jesus, that that, does. That's a lot of tops. And just look at that. Since it's a grow talk show, you're just not going to get a ton of bud. And, and, you know, there's only a certain amount of energy that those roots can provide. You're only going to get a certain amount of bud. And you feel like concentrated all in the tops as opposed to not even having to support any foliage. Basically nothing below. All of that's just expressway right to the tops. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you just have to... uh... Um, cultivate your biomass, man. You gotta, you're you're trying to channel your biomass where you want it to go. So like that plant's only capable of a certain amount of biomass with the lights and environmental conditions on it. Uh, You want to make sure that all that biomass is in the actual buds you want to smoke versus having just a ton of larf on the bottom. Yeah, dude, that's a t-shirt, channel your biomass. (laughs) Yeah. I dig, man. Very good training there. Good scrogging and showing what you can do with one plant. And sometimes I get it. I don't think there should be any plant count, right? I don't believe in plant count at all. But uh, (laughs) are you sure? I, I if your neighbor, if your neighbor wants to pull his lawn out and replace it with weed, 
you know what made me think of this? I was thinking I was drove by somebody's uh, whatever house and they had like 15 RVs hanging out. And I'm like, there, there's got to be an RV count. You can't just the put only you know? the, some people are bothered by the smell of cannabis. I don't mind it. Um, it changes throughout the grow. It gets more noticeable towards harvest. I find when a, you know, uh, outdoor grow, I love it. But I do get why. Yes, yeah, some people that don't like the smell of cannabis, that could be the only factor I see why my neighbor can't rip their lawn out and plant a hundred. 150 plants if they want. I would want to do that. Can you imagine you just mowing the lawn and it just, God, I would bag my lawn at that point. You know, instead of the mulching, I'd be bagging. But when you got, like in Canada, the four plant, the federal four plant, you're allowed four plants. You can guess you can still get some weight. You just got to do it right. Yeah. And lastly, look at the battery, as you guys call it, the battery, the soil volume, 35 gallon bed here, um, which is helping them pull this off. That's like a Tesla battery right there. That's cool. Uh, about the author. Yes, sir. A welding fish. Very simple. Welder by trade, grower by passion, prohibition land. I like it. I like it. Very cool. Is that a very happy dog there? I'm just trying to see what that picture was. Um, I don't know. I don't know. All right. We're good. Just had a technical, technical glitch, but we're all back on it. All right. Moving on. we got a grower, grower, grower question one here. This is not too good. Uh, help me with a bunch of ease by Oki grower 918. All right. The only positive thing about this, in my opinion, is we're all going to learn something from this. This is a really good indicator right here says, what's up, y'all? I have a problem. I can't seem to figure out, and it's getting worse as the days go. The growth is super twisted. The temps are low 80s. With the humidity in check, I'm using an air-cooled 1,000-watt single-ended bulb, and the lights are a foot and a half away or so. What else could it be? My buddy is thinking it's russet mites or broad mites. I really hope it's not. Right. All the info is appreciated. Um in the comments, I mean, he just said it here. His thousand watt is air cooled, and it's a foot and a half from the canopy. That really shouldn't be a problem in an no. air cooled hood. Um, it's but looking at your growth from what I when I had rusted mites only once. Thank God the twisted leaves up top, the deformed new growth. Uh, you you need to scope first off. You need I just got new batteries. Then this guy, if you remember the other show, they were dead. The batteries that come with shit for no reason. Look at this thing now, Scotty. It's like freaking on point. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, I was that guy camping last night again. I walked up to people with the LED. Yeah. Like the bright headlamp. How you doing? Yeah, turn that off. That's how they're doing. <laughs> um, this has a 60 times on it and a 30 times. You really want, if you, you I can use, I have russet mites with 30 times. It's not nearly as easy as the 60 times size before you go any further with trying to do anything like in the comments, sulfur is recommended. Yes. If you have them, identify them, find them, know what you have. You don't what, want what to do waste they look money like? and time. What do they look like? Like little tiny white miniature larvae type thing crawling through, on the underside of your can we get a picture through a 30 or a 60 times loop uh they're going to be so small that you're going to be able to like barely tell that the surface of the plant is like moving gotcha so i'm just looking for a teeny tiny yeah because i mean moving. i will uh here yeah, see what you can find, give me man. a second i'll pull up a picture but like more likely than not you're not going to be able to see it like you see it in that picture because they're so tiny give me and, one second yeah that and, but that is the the sign is those twisted leaves, man. You know, seeing the, the just the you see how they're pulling up they're like that and they're really twisting. cupping or tacoing hard. If you yeah. Will. Oh, geez, that's what they leave. They leave an actual wall. This is so that's like, what they look. So here, hey, this isn't live up yet. Give me one sure. second. I'll get this up for them to see. She's got um, a great ass. Man. So that's a broad mite right there. Right. Uh, they're 0.1 to 0.2 millimeters. So a tenth or a twentieth of a mill of a of a millimeter is the size they are. Huh. Um, wow. More broad mites. So broad just, mites. Russet mites. That's, okay. Th they're on the magnitude of like the size of the little uh, hairs that are on your plant. Sure. That looks like a little Which tadpole is, kind of shaped thing. The worm. Just basically a worm. Like right here where yeah. my mouse is. That's one. Another one up here. Jeez. One right here. Look like maggots. So they're they really, like. if, if you don't have a 60 or I'd really recommend a hundred times loop to be able to like fully see these. Um it's going to be kind of hard to diagnose what you have, um, but you are going to want to confirm what you have before you, before you decide on a treatment plan. Just because going back to 
the actual picture. There's some uh, deformation in these leaves and specifically near like the tops. I think Maestro points this out too, that uh, it looks like that might be root-borne pathogen. Um, like something is on the roots eating the roots uh, and that would be a – Big double whammy to have uh, russet mites and like phylloxera or root aphids. Root aphids, yeah. If you do have russet mites, looking at your garden here, um, it looks like you have whatever decent sized garden. In the first picture, I can see it goes back a little bit. You have things trellised up. I'm not going to try and treat russet mites unless I know I can take every plant away from the bunch. To dance around it with a like a this is what I did the one gallon pump sprayer get complete coverage I'm getting complete coverage I'm walking with around what? each plant with what and I'm doing it? it every three days you're scrogged up in a bigger garden it is going to increase your your the the, the cost um, the labor the time so much I'm just on the fence that if you do identify them that you would if take you, this grow down if you are in veg. Um, and for some people, just taking that grow down is not going to be an option. If you're in flower, I, you kind of have to take the grow down. There's not anything you're going to be able to do to save that. Um, but if you are in veg, you can hit them with a knockdown of like a pyrethrum, pyganic, evergreen is going to be a really good concentrated one. Uh, maybe go through that twice, like on a three-day interval spray to get a really good knockdown of the population of whatever's in, infesting your plants um, and then start on with uh, Grandivo and Venerate on those. I can't remember if it's labeled for russets or not, but I know it, it works it really well on russet mites. Um, so that could be something you could get in and keep scoping populations and try and see. Um, but at that point, you're getting into managing a russet mite infestation. You're never, you're not going to be able to eradicate it. With you're going to have to go to you're going to have to do beneficials for quite a while. I mean, after you do your well, spray applications, it's not an IPE. It's not an, an insect pet. What is it? Hang on, now pest I extermination. Remember. It's uh, it's IPM. We're trying IPM. to manage integrated pest management. Dude, I couldn't even think. I can't think or speak today man it's the weed is my first good stone of the day i dig i dig uh guru after this so we can, can you're saying do obviously we're doing the knockdown pyganic then how many days later three days later or so you're gonna do the the maroon venerate or grandivo which one uh grandivo i'd probably start with grandivo uh yeah, for, for russets, I would start with Grand Devo and then go on to Venerate. And you could even bump that schedule up instead of like a weekly spray of those to like four days. Yeah. Every four days, then, hitting them with the spray. I'm just hitting you with these. I am not positive. Are those products, are they not compatible with some beneficials, the Grand Devo and Venerate? I, uh, as far as not. I know, they're, they're fairly compatible with most beneficials. They're not... Uh, for the most part, uh, like contact spray, it's more what it is able to, like the response it's able to elicit from the plant. Can you put up this chart? Because I, I found this Arbico Organics. I come across their site on and off um, every every year or so because they got good information. Um, I they heard they have about, good bugs. I don't, I don't know much about them, but uh, they have an excellent reputation. Yeah, exactly. And they have good information here on russet mites. They talk about the life cycle and appearance. And I really like the chart down here, though, too. The treatment chart is talking about what you can use in vegetative stage, what you can use in the flowering stage, and mentions the different, like I used the beneficials, um, the Ambulaceus andersoni is, I don't know if I'm saying the first part right, but I used that mite on mine. Um, and it worked as a good, they didn't come back after I sprayed the heck out of them in veg with a multitude of products. I was rotating between all times. I used Bonite 8. I used like Ed Rosenthal's shit, like at half strength because I had the cinnamon in there. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. You can go down a rabbit hole of things to apply. But this chart is a pretty good one to give you some um, ideas on beneficials to go into when you get into flower, just to make sure that these things, if any are coming back, that you're keeping them at bay and managing them. You're managing them. I love when you pronounce those words. Dude, these are Ambacillus Swirsky, Ambacillus Cucumbrus. Wow, I don't know. These are the Occidentals. I've heard of them. What is that? Galendromus Occidentalis? Yeah, but look at the uh, – it also gives their their range on it. So the Ambacillus andersoni, it says uh, 42 to 100 Fahrenheit, around 50% humidity uh, is what they – or or, uh, or less than is, uh, is what they prefer. And, and then they and that's, that's relative humidity. So that's going to be humidity in your grow room, not like the humidity right around the leaf surface because those can be very different uh, humidities. Yeah, and where you get into some of these other ones – 
the Ambrosillus cucumeris um, doesn't like to go above 80. So look at this to see where your room's at as well. Um, and give these guys a call as well. They're, they're pretty good Pretty good to have customer service. Ambrosillus um, cucumongus. Nothing. And I hope you don't have rusted mites, man, or, but it sure looks like it. Uh, so scope it up, take your time, and let us know. There are a lot of tools in this, you know, from, you know, a lot of bugs from Arbico. You got what, the Occidentalist? And these are all for flowering. Uh, Cucumeris, Swirsky, Andersoni, Californicus, all those are okay for flowering. And I remember, by the way, I kept on ordering persimilids, and they just didn't do well in my environment. And I spent a ton of money on them. It's important what about... To- I was just going to say, it's it's important to know your environment when you order these things. Call up Arbico. Tell them what your temperature and humidities are. Tell them you're indoors because some things will thrive and some some bugs will and some bugs won't. And why can't you, just to throw it out there, question, you want to do a takedown spray when you have an infestation of bugs. Sure. I presume instead of like my thoughts like, well, well, if I don't want to do a takedown spray, I'm just going to bring in a shit ton of predators. Was that just not feasible, Guru? That's just, that's just not feasible. Um, the predators, even uh, however many you release, they're probably not going to be able to bring down a really large infestation of broader russet mites. Um, there's just not enough of them. Um, to the point that like you want to give those insects the beneficials you're going to release the best chance at being successful for you so the best idea is to knock down that population first so that the insects don't have as much to deal with think of your beneficial it's like the movie Predator right get in the chopper that movie's awesome that movie is awesome but you're you know you're out there hunting you're you're the beneficials you're outnumbered by you know a thousand to one I don't know I might I might like to have it cleared I might like like to have a little air support in front. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I got a good comment from ADDGC, ADH Grower. All right. Over on Patreon. Found a comment over on Patreon here. It says, this is on the UV. Agromax makes a 75% UVB bulb and 25% UVA, and these are in T5s. Fluorescent size of T5 is probably the fixture growers have on hand these days, if you have a fluorescent fixture. And and just answering my own question, why don't they have LEDs? It's still really expensive, right, Guru? That's the deal with L- and the reason you're still using T5s and you know gas bulbs or whatever. Yeah, that's the the best way to make UV. The yeah, it, they're reserved for like medical devices. And okay, stuff for cool. The most part. Hey, by the way, this is great. I was just asking about this a couple days ago, and ADHD grower. I'm telling you, I can't talk today. Thank you so much for the information. ADHD grower uses two 24 inch bulbs and is two by four. And I have definitely noticed an increase in resin. They must be used sparingly, though, and don't be in the grow room while they're on. I put a link here to the Agromax Pure UV T5 bulb. Uh, they go into some descriptions of the benefits of UV and oil. This one is pure UV, as um, he said, 75% UVBB and 25% UVA. There's also, I forgot to mention, uh, Hortolux has those bulbs as well, the Power Veg, which have UV in them, but it's also full spectrum. So you want if you're a veg growing, with UV? Um, yeah, you can use it for, for, for the whole down the cycle. You're supposed to intermix them. Like if you have a two bulb or four bulb fixture, you put in two of the Power Veges. If you have an eight bulb fixture, you put in four Power Veges and then four Blooms or four. So you can mix sure. up your fixture. But you think tailor. that's better off than just having more light, more horsepower light? Um, I'm just trying to attain UV. I dig it. I just dig when they're, putting add, these, yeah, when they're putting the supplemental ones on. I don't think I would, you know, if, if I'm in a fluorescent fixture, I don't think I'd replace half of them with it, you know, half my light with it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's going to miss out too much energy. On the power, on the Hortolux ones, they are full, they have full spectrum light as well. Oh, wow, that's I, cool. I wouldn't do it on the Agromaxes. And if you're doing this, a great way to do this, if you have LED, UV, whatever, I mean, HID, whatever you have hanging up, some hoods, um, is getting the single uh, four foot or two foot T5 uh, fixtures. They're real thin, so you're not going to take too much other light, like shading from like a hood or a big fixture, and then just mix them into your canopy. And uh, I'm tempted to try this on the tent grow here next. I think I'm going to get two. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there's something to it. If it were me, um, 
in, in, in terms of like white light, uh, I would probably not be running a fluorescent tube. Like I get the, the best way to get UV um, is through a fluorescent that's right. like designed to just put out UV, but I wouldn't be getting white light mixed with it in one. I would have like a supplemental UV thing just because fluorescent tubes are pretty much at this point archaic technology. Even the like okay. replacement LED um, bulbs for right. T5s right. are like the same price as Hortoluxes. So, and that's going to be way more light and outweigh the benefit of the little bit of UV that's coming out of the Hortolux. So get your your like high horsepower, your light that's going to right, drive photosynthesis for your grow. Yep. Get that set and then if you want to start playing around with a or uh, UV, um, move into some of the specialist UV bulbs. Yeah, that's like stuff. when you put the, the lights on the side of your hood and stuff like that. You know, the front fenders. Come on, man. When are you gonna grow, dude? When are you gonna grow, Guru? I, you need a two by four tent. Everybody should have a two by four tent just uh, for fun of it. Guru has a twelve by twenty greenhouse that is. Yeah, I know he does me, enough. So. I does more than you, so he is growing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, he's got one at work. I don't know. He hey. might spend more time at work. What do I know? Hey. You you should see my organic side on the greenhouse is looking fi-fi. So yeah, the one you have to do and only have to do is water it. Hey, right. uh, hey, I will <laughs> just bring it up while we're talking about sure. it. Out in that greenhouse, uh, even with the Venerate Regalia sprays, um, we had one of the sides get a little dry on the the nutrient new side. Mil- yeah, yeah. Um, new, new Millennium side and. When they wilted a little bit, a spider mite infestation came back. So there must have been some hanging around, and that's why it's called management, not uh, just extermination. Um, must have been hanging around, but not – and the organic side got a little dry too. But there zero spider mite on the entire organic side. The new mill side, that the Mac and then one plant next to the Mac, like making direct contact with it, has some spider mites on well, it. But there's well. too many variables there, obviously, to point finger. I mean, there's different it's strains. It's the dry, correct? though. It's the dry. Think about it. Again, we're in predator, right? And we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, whatever, attack a whole bunch of people, you know, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden they run out of water. That's when I'm going to attack them. Well, yeah, that, they're thirsty and out of water and uh, it's, it's a really super, vulnerable. Super weak plant that's not really able to defend itself. One, two, the metabolism of the bugs in that greenhouse where it's very dry in Colorado and it has been very hot recently. Right, they are on like a every five days replicating and laying more eggs and everything. So it's just trying to stay ahead of that. Um, as they start to get into flower. And I mean, really, really shouldn't be an issue, um, as, especially as things start to cool off, too. Guru, can and I hide when it? I say infestation, I'm not talking like I see webs anywhere. It's me scouting and looking at the bottom yeah. of leaves and uh, finding that and then maybe some stippling. So, I mean, light infestation, but definitely still there and needs to be handled. Guru, I have to, to loiter in the arena of hot topics for a second. Mm-hmm. Why is this is about bugs, though? Why is it that within two days, the weather hasn't changed, all of a sudden we are inundated with flies, just like the little fruit flies everywhere. I mean, there's half a dozen of them flying around me, and it, it's it's crazy, all in about two, three days. It's like we fruit had a- flies. Or horse flies or what? Whatever. I don't know. Horse flies are bigger than fruit flies. Like a hey. house fly? Yes, fruit yes. Fly is yes. small, like- in a compost, like, or, you know, you got a fruit going bad on the counter, and you get those little guys. Well, think, a fly, think, those, yes, sir. Think about it, though. In the last two days, it has been, for the last three weeks, month, almost zero rain. It has been extremely dry. In the right. last, last two days, we've had thunder, uh, <laughs> rain. Thunder, yeah, rain showers. Wow, um, that just brings each, them alive. Each huh? day. So it's just enough moisture for them to be like, all right, cool, I'm going to come out and bug some people it is i'm terrible at thinking like the animals and like the bugs i'm telling you a skunk out outsmart me so i do like to try to understand some of this is that what happened to the one at the end of the road (laughs) you can outsmart me for a while all right just for a while all right i got another grower question here titled ph question with roots organic dry amendments and mother's earth cocoa peat uh, by Turf Burglar. It says, what's up, fellas? I just had a pH question. I know when growing in a pure cocoa, you want to have a lower pH, 5.8 to 6.2. I mean, keep in mind when you're growing in a cocoa, pure cocoa, that's that's hydroponics, technically. Yes. Um, so- and the reason you got to keep an eye on that pH is because the plant roots, they don't have a ton of, they have some bacteria, but not a ton on there. So that nutrient has to be absorbed directly in those plant roots. The plant root has to make contact with it. Uh, yeah. So a little bit different. I just, I just got to throw it out there that uh, if you're 
growing, if we're considering just pure cocoa hydro, right. um, if you're growing in like pro mix or just like a peat perlite mix or something like that, that is also hydro. Um, which is a soilless mix, right? Mm-hmm. Any type of soilless mix is going to be hydro. As soon as you incorporate uh, like compost into it, that's when it becomes a soil. And the idea behind hydro is that you're providing all the nutrients when it needs them. You're delivering them on a just-in-time in, in their of. In their plant-available <laughs> ionic form, right. uh, ready to get absorbed by the root tip without uh, like a microbial interaction helping that out. And like with organics or even in soil, we're loading up nutrients. There's a whole bunch of microbes in there. The microbes are digesting it, being the intermediary to the roots and, and to the plant. A bit different. Yes, sir. Um, okay, let me continue on here. I'm using the Whole Roots Organic Dry Line with RO water. It's reverse osmosis filtered water. It'll have a, probably a PPM of, of one, really low, single digits. Um, so I know the water is neutral, being about right around seven. I'm growing in five gallon, seven pH that is, five gallon fabric pots, three by three tent, two HLG 100s, and 135 watt Mars Hydro for a total 335 watts. I top dress weekly and water with plain water. Use recharge in the water once a week. Should I be monitoring my pH based on the look of things? And I just go or, or just good to go even in cocoa. So he's got great water. It's pH of seven, and he's using microbes, microbes and organics. Don't have to do shit, man. Water right. on, and it's perfect. I have a 20-acre bamboo farm where I grow aggressive, beautiful plants. Buds. You know what I don't do is pH my water. Well, I mean, in in agriculture, just in general, that would be a very inefficient way of uh, managing soil pH. Um, The best way is to just pH your soil correctly Mm -hmm. so that uh, anything that comes in is buffered and kept right around the the acceptable zone for everything. Again, it makes sense. You got this water that's not in range. If it's too high, you have a uh, soil that is able to... I guess what it takes the acidification out. What's the opposite of acidify? It buffers and, and neutralizes. Yeah. Neutralizes. There Check we go. Flowers, man. Check out the third pick. It's he's got these three plants in a three by three. Kicking ass, man, with just the wow. 335 watts. Again, great training. He's got him trellised up. Um, and as Scotty says, a shameless plug to using microbes. Recharge enables it's just I had another grower comment on how it's just something that makes growing easier. Hey, makes even, a beginner have more success. He even got his fan in the recharge color. Oh, that is awesome, man. <laughs> I need that. that yeah, I, I said, as we gave away those uh, LEDs, um, I was mentioning in the live stream, going to the LED lighting from HED lighting was one of the biggest game changers in my grow game for quality. Second one was learning about microbes, using recharge. Before recharge, I was using different mycorrhizae products. It was really, we were, when I was starting to grow in 2003, like my, the knowledge we have now, I don't, we didn't know it at all. I don't know if like other botanists and university folk knew what we knew, not, not nearly as much as we do now about how microbes interact with the plant, um, how they make everything easier. So it has been one hell of a cool evolution to uh, figure this out and make growing easier and better. Grow like Mother Nature, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you want to make, you know, I'm a very simple person or can break things or try to break things down in a very simple way. Uh, if you want to make growing things easier, add a bunch of microbes to your soil. They're buffers. Uh, if you want to hook it up while we're on the, the, the subject, realgrowers.com, coupon code DUDE, will hook you up over there. If you are growing in Canada, rechargecanada.ca, we'll give us some microbes. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed by Scotty Real. That's right. Check out the memes if you want to know. And go to dudegrows.com and use the search bar over there. If you don't know, you can put recharge in the search bar. Anything else you may like and find tons of good information. I promise you. I promise you. Can I put recharge in the search bar? Yes, you can. (laughs) All right. I got a grow hack here. This one's kind of interesting. Billy Bong Thornton 613 says, Ghetto AC. What's up, GDC family? Hope you're all well. I have a question about cooling a room. My tent's in. I've got a three-by-three tent in a basement laundry room. I'm about halfway through flower on this Dynafem Gorilla with my dehumidifier running in the laundry room. 
Um, it's driving up the temp in the laundry room just a little bit higher than I'd like because running dehumidifiers is going to cause, uh, depending on the size, it's going to bring up your temp a few degrees. It's a compressor, just like an air conditioner compressor. So I only want to lower the temp by two to three degrees during lights on. I found this online C-Pick here, what's going on. It's a fan, like a box fan, um, with a copper coil tube uh, attached to the front grill sitting on top of a camping cooler. Cooler's filled with ice, water in a pump inside, pumps the cold water through the copper coil and back to the cooler. I know this is not air conditioning. That's how an air it's conditioner not- works though, except it uses Freon. But would it work to lower the temps by two to three Fahrenheit? It's a small room. I already have the same fan and an old cooler. I'm willing to drill the holes and water pump. I don't care if it raises the humidity a bit. Um, so look at this picture, man. This is pretty cool. Like, it, it's very simple. If you got the material, I don't know. How much is copper these days? Isn't copper pretty expensive? I don't think it's great. Yeah, but it's not crazy expensive. I mean, it's crackheads be ripping off AC and shit like that around here yeah, sometimes. They're also picking up aluminum cans. Okay, this um, the, the the limiting factor here is how long is your ice going to last? How much access do you have to ice? And if you do, blocks of ice are pretty badass. Blocks of ice seem to last a bit longer. Oh, hell yeah. And but who's to say you don't have much control on this? What if it, I guess you could put the pump on a timer or the fan? How cool? What if it cools it too much? I'm thinking... The ice is just gonna—it's gonna melt too much. How come not an AC and dehumidifier combination, or just running a, a simple AC replaces a dehumidifier with an air conditioner? Because air conditioners do dehumidify a little bit. Um, that definitely could work. I mean, obviously, if if you got the monies, I'm gonna say yeah, get a nice AC. It's a it's it's a game changer for shit. You don't even need like a to- nice AC. You can go buy one of them two hundred dollar, hundred seventy dollar Walmart ACs for this. You mean window unit? No, no, they got the, like the single. First off, they're all single hose. You can't find the dual hose air conditioner and anywhere. Uh, it's more it's more application specific, right? And definitely more expensive. If he's not enriching with CO two or anything, you're right. You could probably get one of those cheaper single single hose ACs, right? Ooh, and, Samsung Samsung makes one that's also uh, the compressor in it is a DC compressor instead of an AC compressor. So it can, it's not like an on off switch if the compressor's on or not, it can be like a little bit on or fully on. Uh, so they're actually super efficient. I think in terms of uh, in-room ACs, right. that dual hose Samsung one is the highest sear uh, AC you can get or efficiency rating for an AC that you can get. But super high dig? I mean, I'm talking uh, about it. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be the, the highest dig uh, in-room AC that you're going to be able to find. Man, but, but it is the best one. So Yeah, but if you're just looking for, it doesn't look like he's looking to spend a ton of money. You just check out a little mini air conditioner for 170 bucks, maybe. That thing is actually cool, though. Just let, It looks like you already have it. Let us know how it works. That is pretty cool. The only objection I got is buying ice all the time. Um, yeah, sorry. I was just checking the comments here. I was trying to see what, what room, his, what temps he was running at. Because keep in mind, you're, you're all LED grow. You should be good up to, in my balloon, it was 85, 86 right. the whole time in my 2x4 right. tent. So. Uh, but let us know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to last a 12-hour light cycle with the cooler, and it's going to be laborious, laborious, if you will, or just a little tedious, always refilling that, and then somebody in your household being like, I can't, there's never any ice anymore, damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you bring big right. blocks of ice home. Now, thinking about it, cooler full of dry ice with the coils running through the dry ice. That could last a little bit longer. Yeah, and dry ice. Is- and you're releasing CO2 into your room. Hey, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> yes, there's a dry ice factory down the streets there. Yeah, it's called Safeway. <laughs> you can, it's like $3 a pound or something there. That's expensive. All right, before we get to the next Grow Talk question, I was going to tell you about the pros list over on dudegrows.com. So you can go find all the coupon codes with all the pros we are working with, as Scotty likes to call them, motivated by Home Depot. Doesn't Home Depot do that? Like, what? can you become a Home Depot pro, like get a card or something? Yeah, I think so. I think we're all pros now. That means you don't get a cashier. 
<laughs> You're a pro at checking it out yourself, man. Oh, Just shit. all the coupon codes are listed here, guys. Guys, gals, growers. Maybe you're shopping for your husband's birthday. Surprise them and pick them up something hot to upgrade the grow. I know I would be happy. Um, and uh, yeah, vote with your dollars. As you go through this list over here, there's all kinds of great companies. It never hurts. I wanted to remind people because um, these companies are on here because they use their products. They're good people, good customer service, and always feel free with whatever you're doing. Say, hey, I heard about you on Dude Grow Show. That's great help as far as just getting awareness out there for where people's products are heard of. People that are out there, Scotty knows, uh, speaking of Jaron from New Millennium, when you got to get your product out there and you're repping on it, it is hard work. Dinesh from Optic Folder, man, like just, just like hustling the way these guys travel and try to make it happen. So DGC, help mile yes uh seeds are still available on the homepage. page you can hook up seeds we got the dark hollow from irie genetics 10 pack of regular seeds i believe arise crossed with gmo is gmo the uh we were trying uh, to decide what that stood for is it garlic motor oil i don't know but it's very gassy it's Michigan garlicky Matt likes that strain a lot yeah right? we were actually just talking about it yep yep okay. Regular seeds per pack. Uh, anybody can enter this right on the homepage. Just enter the raffle copter there. Social share, like on Facebook, I believe. You can win seeds every week uh, and hook it up, man. What's up with Facebook? You says, Scott, you say it's for older people and they're still fairly anti-weed. Like we, you can't do uh, much on there weed-wise or what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. Ever since the, the, the unpleasantness that has happened in the world, I have not gone on Facebook. <laughs> I just I, keep away from it, man. I keep away from all that stuff. I do one post per month, so I'm I'm actually do, and it's just a, some sort of picture, usually with my kid doing something cool on the bike. One post per month, no words, and I don't respond back to anybody. Nice, that's the way to do it, brother. Um, all right, I've got another grower question here: tents, cats, and flying clones. <laughs> okay, what's the story? Trim fingered says, "Hey guys, I was trim just wondering fingered. how and what is trim fingered? Is that like Freddie got fingered? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> you don't remember trim? Tom Green, good stuff. Um, I was just wondering how important it is to have tents. My cats love to destroy them, <laughs> so I used old cedar wardrobes from yard sales. Take the floor or back out and hang a light and some mylar in there. My room is very small, so just using a window AC and exhaust fan. I'm not sure if the exhale bags would help in this situation or if CO2 tank would just get exhausted out anyways, uh, but I'm content with the ambient fresh air for now. Yeah, I mean, if you're content with that and you're right, you don't want to put CO2 in any room that you're exhausting, especially if you're paying for tanks or exhale bags. Um, it says, I use a short electric sky... Short I was waiting. I was waiting for you. I was hoping you could help me understand. I use a short electric sky in the wardrobe and a mixed joy 4000 quantum board. <laughs> a mixed joy. That must be his lighting. Uh, literally just stuck in the corner with a dresser shoved up next to it and smothered in mylar. Should I try and find some thick canvas grow tents that can support a couple fat ass cats sleeping on top? Or no. just keep on antique, antiquing. Antique, also, is anyone man. in the... Oh, let's hit that. You're fine, man. I think this thing looks cool. It looks excellent. Very innovative. And that's cool. And by the way, cedar. I believe that has insect repellent properties. Am I wrong? Cedar. Cedar is going to have insect repellent properties. Yeah. And... Uh, Actually, I don't know about insect, but oh, mold. It mold, yeah, that's it, what it is. Seed, that's why they build decks out of cedar. And closets. And, cedar and closets, yeah. cedar closets, too. Yep, that's what it Look is. Look at this fat-ass cat in picture, too. He's right. <laughs> yeah, um, I love cats. I never thought they really gave a shit, <clears throat> but I was actually gone for a couple of days. My cat was just like, hey, so psyched to see me. So nice those pets are. That I want, I might, yes, I might get a cat. It has to be outside, or no, not all the time, but it has to have a cat door so it can get to its litter box that I'm going to keep in the garage. Then I'm down. My buddy has a cat, a shop cat, and it's a shop cat, and that's fine. There's a litter box in the shop. You know, I can't handle the shit in the house. All right. Yeah, no litter box, indoor, outdoor, okay? Um, what else do you have? Okay, another question here. You have um, the bags and, and pick up the cat poop outside, don't you? 
I'm, you're getting microaggression started now because I see everywhere since I've been, those bags have been around. People, for some reason, think go. when they're on a hike or a bike ride, they can pick up their dog's shit, put it in a bag, and like leave it on the side to get it later or hang it from a tree. I don't know what you're doing. I get it. When your animal shit's in a bag, the last thing you want to do is like, oh, let me put that in my camel pack. Let me so- put that – some of the nicer parks I've been to have the like self composting bags where it has like a compost starter in it. So you pick up the dog shit, but then, I mean, you can put those there compostable or recyclable because it will start to break it down and turn, you're really turn it into compost. My mind. Yeah. How about, That's the thing. They, they have that for people too, for like boat trips and stuff. Would it not compost quicker if you just let it out in mother nature? Don't Thank even you. mess with it. Thank well, you. well, no, with, with like an actual compost, cause it's specific micros for human, human excrement or, uh, certain types of excrement that are going to do it better. So they, they have those like in there. Like it, it's a microbial inoculant that they have in Carry the bag. Carry a stick pack yep. of recharge with you and just sprinkle it. <laughs> I mean, you can do that too. Yeah, I mean, if somebody steps on it that you don't know, did it really happen? All right. Just don't put your shit in a bag if you're going to leave it somewhere. Shit decomposes naturally in like a month, two weeks or whatever, and the bag decomposes in like 500 years. <laughs> That's I think awesome. some animal comes by and eats dog shit that night. Some rats or something like it's not anyway. Just can't get enough. All right. One more point. Owner question. Also, has anyone in the DGC ever keistered? What's the definition of keistered? Sticking it up your butt. Okay. A clone through customs or abroad uh, on a plane. And if not, how long do you think it would survive up there wrapped in saran? Wait, wait. Up there is – wait. They stop. Hang on a second, man. I, it must not mean what I think it means. I mean, you can keister I think seeds. Up there, man. Hang on, is keister a clone? I, that's got to be some special Wait, category, no? Like the postal service is a thing. Yeah, uh, well, yeah well, maybe you, you, know. you can one hundred percent just mail hemp to some one farm bill across the country. Yeah, I would. Oh, uh, yeah, Urban Dictionary. I don't Keistered, know. Another word for asshole. So yeah, that's putting. Uh, Full on clone, clone up your butt. I would I don't, Google don't, what a clone shipper looks like. I want to see the size of that thing. And still, like the temperatures involved in it being there, probably not great for the clones. <laughs> it's like 90, 98.6 degrees. Probably not great for the clones. Let's let's just, yeah. They, they make like special cups and stuff out. for mailing them. Like I would, I tap out. Yeah. Back to Scott. Huh. Seeds. Sure. You lots of seeds, man. What about in the commons? Does anybody in the commons keister to Sloan? You can keister three different varieties of seeds and 10,000 spores of psilocybin. We just got Soup talking about, hey, no pets in the grow room. Turp Bender saying, no, I agree. No pets in the grow room. I think everybody's afraid of the keistered question. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? I understand no pets in the grow room. If you're hanging out in your grow room, enjoying it, and you're – just spending a couple hours there listening to some music and just hanging out. Man, it's a, I don't know. I do understand why you would want your animals. Oh, uh, but bugs, bugs, man. Bugs, I completely understand. Bugs, man. I get those, it. those little I get monsters it. are like uh, vector, just perfect vectors for bugs. They walk around outside, roll around yes. in the grass, come into your grow room and just yeah. release spider mites and broad mites and russet mites into your grow. Is there any chance you could just leave your cat outside until harvest? No, we love our animals, damn it. I'm trying to figure out how you'd even walk. <laughs> About the keistering. Coach oh, Steve yeah. says if I have a dime for every time I keistered a clone, I'd have five cents. Just doesn't work well. He did it five. I can't pay that <laughs> you said he did it, do it, man. Wow. wow. Um, shipping clones, Party man, is the guy. way to go. Back in the day, Scotty shipped me a clone way back in the day before anybody could do anything about Remember? it. Uh, uh, it has in a Rockwell block. It came from Florida. It came during a cold time, and I somehow something happened with the shipment. The Rockwell block literally had a little bit of ice, ice. on the bottom of it ice. when I got to it. <laughs> and this thing came around um, shipping clones, rooted preferably. Although there's tons of people that ship clones all over, just like not rooted at yes, all. Yes, I didn't. I, I didn't think it could happen. They do it all the time, and they, what is this, the clone shipper is what they've got. It, it works. Or you can just put it, it put it in a plastic bag and put it in a DVD case. Jesus, man, now that is you better have really good clone techniques. 
all of those techniques are merely for uh, novelty purposes only. We don't we don't like to uh, we condone on any illegal activity with clones. Okay, on the Dude Grow Show, just saying. Are you sure? Yeah. Novelty. Do we say we're giving? We were just giving novelty advice. This is for novelty purposes. They've already kicked us off YouTube. You know? What do we got to lose, dude? Uh, all right, guys. Hope you had a good time hanging out. If you did, if we helped you grow, had a laugh. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Great way to support the show. Get your free seeds. Hook up on some recharge. All the jazz. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna do some shoutouts. You ready? You ready? Yes. I love this one. (laughs) Invincibility. Invincibility. Oh, I gotcha. Thank you for correcting that. And State Farm 420. (laughs) Count And Colorado Sherlock. What's up? We was just talking about you, brother. Wispy Pistols Project. And we be burning. I got Green Vat 88224. And Mountain Man. Uh, Great Southern Grove. And Luke Highwalker. <laughs> These are good. These are good, brother. Oh, I still love that Johnny Hash. I'm going to go listen to some Johnny Hash. That's right, man. Is that on Freedom Rock? All right, guys. Stay higher, my friends. Have a good weekend. Normalize the plant. Okay, I'll do that, man. I'm going to smoke a lot of weed. He's out. Figure it, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Boss man says to take a little break That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads Natural medicine, go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long, yeah. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, we're gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's been.